1: This is an entertainment podcast, and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources.
0: Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast, the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week, one of us will be the researcher and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman, and this is Paige Dempster. Hello. And today, we're going to discuss ants and textbooks. I'll be your researcher today. And Paige will be the guesser. Let's get... Rebutted. Hey, Paige. Hey, Rachel. You know what's been on my mind recently?
1: What's that? Ants. Yeah. Yeah. you having ant problems, haven't you?
0: Yeah, and I have a feeling that you might as well.
1: Just this morning I had ant problems, yeah
0: yeah, well, we're in the in the heat of summer, as some might say. When this is airing, it might be in the heat of the beginning of autumn, we'll see.
1: Oh my. okay.
0: And ants are everywhere.
1: Yeah, they really are.
0: I mean, the places they can fit never cease to amaze me.-.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. What were you saying the other day? like one's got like under your bookshelf or something where the book where the shelf meets the floor.
0: Yes, they're hiding underneath the shelving where the shelving meets the floor. I have these bed razors to loft up my bed to create storage. They can fit under the razors that are on the floor.
1: Oh, that's terrifying.
0: And I set plastic bait traps like you do. And I have watched them crawl under the bait trap on the floor.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. You You guys are smarter than mine.
0: Yeah, so I figure this episode it might be good to talk about home invading ants specifically.
1: For your own good. And yours. And mine, mostly yours. They don't bother me as much as they bother you.
0: They bother me a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we dive right into it? All right. So, like I said, we're going to talk about home invading ants and their general behaviors. So, we're mostly not going to talk about ants in the wild. If you're looking for that, listeners, I recommend looking on Animal Planet. Moving on, in the Northeast United States, where we are, what types of ants are commonly home invaders?
1: Okay, I've actually done a little bit of research today. Not because like I wanted to cheat, but because like because I had ants today, I was doing like my own research. Mm. So I feel like I should know a little bit about this. I'm going to say the small black ant, which is, I think, the kind that you got. And then I saw something called the yellow pharaoh ant, which is what I think I had. And then, fire ants aren't a thing up here, but I know that they are pesky. The common outdoor ant, I don't know if that's a thing or not. (laughs) And the carpenter ant. Okay, yeah,
0: those are all really good. I kind of put a focus for this section on two types of ants, although you're right, there are more than that in the northeast. Right. Carpenter ants. True that. (laughs) True. uh, That is one of them that I have down. Uh, I personally have some awful, terrible, nightmarish experiences with carpenter ants as a kid.
1: Okay. Would you like to share?
0: We don't need to go into it right now. Okay. What do you think carpenter ants like to eat?
1: Well, they have carpenter in the name, so I'm going to say, like, wood.
0: It's time to get rebutted. Really? Really.
1: Oh. Carpenter
0: ants generally like to eat honeydew-producing insects, such as aphids.
1: What does that mean?
0: It means, uh, well, you know what an aphid is. No. It's a tiny bug. Okay. (laughs) Ants like to eat tiny bugs. And it says, so this is specifically coming from pestworld.org. When I was doing research on multiple websites, I saw the phrase honeydew-producing insects, which I've actually never heard before, but I guess it's a thing. And ants, many kinds of ants, like to eat bees.
1: That's horrifying.
0: Yeah. So here's why they're called carpenter ants, since they don't eat wood.
1: Yes, I would love to know the actual answer.
0: They dig holes in structures in order to create nests and trails.
1: Oh, that's not good. That's Which
0: means if you have a house built in 1960 in northern New Jersey and that wood is getting kind of old, ants may very well dig tunnels into your home. (laughs) So that's what happens. True or false, (laughs) carpenter ants have multiple nests. True? Yes. Okay. And here's where it gets interesting. Carpenter ants have multiple nests and there's a parent nest But then in addition to this, there are satellite nests. And these satellite nests feature ants who often have wings in preparation for their mating flight. No, God! (laughs) And so, if you have a house that was built in 1960, getting kind of old, in northern New Jersey, you may well find ants with wings taking over your home. Are you, by any chance, speaking from experience? I might be. Mm. I might have learned about the mating habits of carpenter ants at a very young age. <laughs> oh my god. Now, there's another type of ant that we're going to talk about briefly, pavement ants.
1: Okay, I think I know those ones.
0: What do you think those are?
1: They're the ants that, like, dig in the creases between the sidewalks, right? Yes. Okay.
0: By that logic, where do they nest?
1: In the creases between sidewalks just deeper down
0: basically yeah they like to nest underneath rocks and pavement yeah yeah so what do you think they eat
1: they're probably more of like the picnic ants that like eat your food and stuff but i wouldn't be surprised if it was also the small aphid thing that you were going on about earlier
0: according to pestworld.org pavement ants tend to have a preference for anything sweet or greasy
1: oh okay
0: which does sound pretty picnic to me.
1: Right. Do they have multiple queens? The fact that you're asking me that question at all makes me say yes.
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna move on to the real question here. Hmm. Why do ants invade homes?
1: Because they're a food source. And like warm, or not necessarily warm, but controlled temperature as opposed to the great outdoors where you are at the mercy of the elements.
0: Yes. And actually, climate change may have something to do with this because we've been experiencing such extremes in every season. Mm. It's theorized that ants might be driven indoors because of those extremes.
1: Oh, great. It's our fault.
0: Yeah. So moving on, it's going to be based on controlhouseholdpests.com.
1: I like that website name.
0: Me too. Like you said, ants escape from the bad weather. They are similar to humans in that they need shelter from disastrous weather. Yes. They are also looking for shelter. Now, this is a quote. Ant scouts have found a corner in your home that has all the conditions that they need to build a community shelter. This is pretty straightforward. It's pretty logical. It's something that probably most of us already know. Mm. Now... What about swarming ants? What is their job?
1: Swarming ants.
0: Yeah, kind of like those carpenter ants that I just mentioned with the wings. Mm-hmm. Those are swarmers. What What's the job of a swarming ant?
1: Probably to, if their food source is alive, I'm going to say overwhelm the food source so it dies so they can pick it apart and bring it back. Well. Uh-huh.
0: Let's get rebutted.
1: Oh, Okay
0: swarming ants have the purpose of flying away from their colony where they have already matured and then build another nest to reproduce another colony. Oh. So their job specifically is to find a good place to make lots of babies and establish a queen and all that.
1: Hmm. I thought that would have been the scout's job. No,
0: it's the swarmer's job.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And so if the swarmers discover your house to be habitable you may find yourself with a swarm of ants oh
1: great Hmm.
0: now ants follow the sense of other ants first tell me your feeling on that statement
1: that's something that you informed me of yesterday actually (laughs) before you even decided to do research (laughs) That's just something that you knew, and I think it's terrifying. The fact Agreed. that, like, if a scout shows up looking for stuff and you kill it, that it left a scent trail, so even if you kill it, they'll still know where you are. I right. Think horrifying.
0: <laughs> right. We're gonna dive into that topic. Okay. How does this work in general?
1: Cool. I never really thought about that, actually. How does it work when, like, they leave the scent trail?
0: Or, like, I guess what is their general behavior? Just how, in general, does this work?
1: I know a little bit about how bees do it, so I'm going to go off of my prior knowledge to that. Okay. What a bee does is, like, when it finds, like, a suitable place to nest, for example, it'll do a little dance. So I'm going to say that's what the ant does.
0: As cute as that is... Not true. Not true.
1: Dang it. Is it worse? We're about to go down a landslide. We're about to go down an ant hole.
0: Yeah, we're going to fall into the ant maze.
1: Great. I will say to all of our listeners out there, before we started recording, Rachel texted me like freaking out because of like the research she did. I was like, well, okay, what are you talking about? Is it bad? And she was like, "Uh, have you ever had ants in your house before? I'm like, well, yeah. She's like, oh, we're in for a good time. (laughs) I'm scared. Ant psychology has
0: proven to be fascinating. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. You're right, that if an ant lays a scent trail, other ants can follow that. So even if you kill it, you're not in the clear, but here's where it gets intense (laughs) even if your home is totally clean ants can smell anything like if you have candy anywhere they can detect it and ants can detect their own scent if they've ever left a trail and they can detect the scent of other ants if the colony has previously invaded your home Oh, God. So even if you thought you effectively got rid of the ants in your home, they're coming back. Mm, oh, no, I don't
1: like that. It's going to get even
0: worse. That
1: oh, God.
0: Ant colonies have a collective memory.
1: That's really funny, actually. It is, yeah. I like
0: that.
1: I have a, it's like a hive mind, right? Yes. Okay.
0: How does this work?
1: <laughs> no. what do I you guess, think my best guess is it has something to do with like pheromones kind um, of ant
0: colonies can remember your room or your kitchen having food in it yeah even if it doesn't right now yeah so the way that i interpreted this is they not only can can smell the trails but they all together can remember things even if they were never there so if an ant from this colony has never been in your house they may still remember another ant's memory of where to go oh my
1: god oh no yeah oh god
0: yeah And so, because they have this collective memory, these ants have been pre-programmed to scout your house, and will send out scouts at regular intervals to try and find more food. Oh my
1: god! That's intense! So like, basically once you get one, you're done, they'll just keep coming back? Yes. Oh my god.
0: Ants might be following this old trail. What happens when they can't find food at the end of
1: the trail? They either commit suicide or they go home. Worse. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Will they, like, sit and wait for food? Worse. (laughs) Will they, like, just start a new colony or something? These ants will wander
0: your house until they find food. Oh my God. (laughs) So they might follow the old trail. They might remember there used to be food in your bedroom, but if they get to that one spot and they don't see it, they're going to search until they do. Oh my God. They're like little bounty hunters. It's crazy. They're like like a bunch of tiny Liam It's crazy. Ants, like most animals, need moisture. Okay. Where do they find it in your home?
1: Okay, this is my this is gonna probably sound very outlandish. okay, but I'm going to guess since homes already have like a little bit of humidity in them, it water diffuses through their exoskeleton and they hydrate. So
0: now you're just kind of making stuff up, which yeah. I like, which I like. <laughs> I enjoy that very much. Anywhere there's water, they can find it. And so if outdoors, it's really hot and dry, their water reserves can dry up. And so they'll come into your home in search of water. And they may even nest in your house's foundation. Ah, I don't like it. If it's wet enough. Yeah. Oh, God. Ants can spill over into your home. How does that happen?
1: some sounds like an exterminator website asking this
0: it is not really really huh unless that website is secretly trying to sell extermination services i don't know
1: this website is brought to you by terminex
0: it's not although i did look at terminex when i was doing research
1: oh okay ants can spill over into your home
0: yeah what does this mean
1: i don't know food Food want, food there. There had been food there previously, so they're looking.
0: Ants can come from your neighbors.
1: Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah, and so this is like, yeah. So, like, if my neighbor has ants and we live in close proximity, and like the ants aren't like finding enough good stuff over there, they'll come on. They'll come knocking on my door and then enter uninvited.
0: Yes, this is especially prevalent in apartments. So. I'm wondering if my ants are coming oh, from downstairs.
1: That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I live too, like, I think the houses where I am are too spaced out for a tiny ant to travel, but who knows? I've learned a lot of things today. True. Here's the part
0: that could give you a little bit of hope. Okay. What can you do if you have ants?
1: Well, whenever I see an ant, I just spray it with Lysol. Does and, it work? Yeah, it kills them. <laughs> I just like spray them until they stop moving and like open my open a window or something. Mm. And obviously, the best way to prevent ants is to just not have food laying around and like keep your foundations dry, I suppose. <laughs> I guess in your case with plastic bait, but you know, like tape it to the floor so they don't go under it. Yes,
0: so you're right that preventative measures are the best thing you can do, but sometimes that's not enough.
1: Sometimes it happens anyway.
0: Because ants are ants, and they always seem to find a way. In addition to preventative measures, you can buy or make bait traps.
1: How do you make a bait trap?
0: There's various recipes online, but I saw some stuff about borax powder, oh yeah they'll they'll take the bait and bring it back to their colony and then hopefully the queen will ingest it and everyone dies
1: oh okay see i don't know i've always been like against poisoning because and i know this is going off topic but the thing with poisoning is when the ant takes it back to the colony they don't die right away they're still out and about doing things like as they're slowly dying and predators will still get them so the poison is being ingested into the predator and then goes up the food chain which is really bad you're right
0: you are right that can happen however the most effective way to stop those ants from coming back is to kill the whole colony
1: that's true i guess if you're desperate and you don't have a choice
0: yeah i mean if ants are really taking over your space You don't have a choice. Yeah. And you're right. It can actually take a little while because although spraying ants with raid will kill those ants, it can actually make the problem worse over time because it not only doesn't kill the queen, but the ants will start to bring the message back to their colony that some of them are being killed off. And so they'll just relocate into another section of your home which seems to be what's happening with me right now where I cleaned their scent trail and I killed off a bunch of them with some raid and now they're exploring a different part of my room.
1: Ah, fun. Right,
0: right. So those are some things you can do. You can set bait. You can clean their trails because once you clean their trail, they can't detect it anymore.
1: How do you know where their trails are though?
0: Well, you can often see them walking in a line.
1: Hmm, interesting.
0: Yes. That's about what I have for ants.
1: I am thoroughly mortified with that information. Thank you. You're welcome. And now a word from our sponsors. Are you
0: tired of pesky ants all over your home? Do you have children and pets to worry about? You don't want to poison them. You don't want to kill your children or your pets. Therefore, you need a wholesome, holistic, ant-killing product to clear your home of those invaders. <laughs> Introducing Ant Candy. It's a bag of assorted lollipops that your children are sure to love. They come in fun flavors, such as apple, peach, or raspberry. They look and taste like regular lollipops, however... They're safe for your children and pets to consume, but they have a secret formula that when your kids throw their lollipop on the floor and forget about it, it will not only attract the ants, but it will poison them. This is similar to other ant traps you may have seen. However, this one is totally safe and totally ingestible. Your kids will collectively get rid of your ant problem just by giving them candy, ant candy. In drugstores now. So. Did you get your ant candy? I got my ant candy. I love it. My kids love it. Your kids love it. Everyone loves it.
1: Rachel and I don't have kids. That you know of. That you know of.
0: Ant traps are relatively inexpensive. Yeah. You know what's not inexpensive? Nintendo Switch? Textbooks.
1: Oh, Okay.
0: You and I are still students.
1: Unfortunately, yeah.
0: And we have borne the weight of costly textbooks semester after semester.
1: You more so than me, actually.
0: True. But you've still had to have some of them.
1: Yeah, a couple of them.
0: And you still have to buy art supplies and all that.
1: Yeah, that makes up for the textbook cost.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why are textbooks so expensive?
1: Look, I'm just gonna get straight to the point. I think it's capitalism and that's it.
0: Overarchingly, you are correct.
1: Okay. Because so everything, I...
0: is, everything is capitalism. It's
1: stupid cap- capitalism, but- Stupid capitalism. Stupid capitalism. But what other causes are there? I would love to know.
0: There's a few contributing factors to this. We're gonna start out with nypost.com as a source. How much does the average college student spend on textbooks per year?
1: Okay, let me think about this. I figure you take four to five classes every semester, but not every one of those classes requires a textbook. Sometimes they require multiple, in my case. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to say an average of three textbooks per semester. Uh, I'm going to say 150 each. So, what's 150 times three? Hang on, (laughs) 300. Four, that's okay. So four hundred fifty dollars a semester.
0: The average college student spends six hundred fifty-five dollars per year for course textbooks.
1: Okay, that's. I thought you were about to say per semester. I was like, no way, but that's still pretty bad. That
0: is pretty bad. Yeah. What's a reason for this?
1: Um. Um. I know. Actually, no. I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think, or maybe I think sometimes, I think that the college, the textbooks are too big, so the paper costs a lot of money. One of the
0: reasons that textbooks cost so much is because students like to sell their used books. And publishers don't make money off of these sales. And therefore, one of their primary business models is to make the old edition obsolete every year and force you to buy a new textbook. Oh, no, I hate that. I personally have experienced this a lot where the professor will demand that you buy the newest edition and will sometimes go to great lengths to make sure that you don't use an older one.
1: That makes me so mad. That's so... Yes, I 100%
0: agree, but things get worse from here. Now, this next part is coming from Vox.com. Okay. How much has the cost of textbooks risen since the 1970s?
1: I'm going to say by 300%. More than 1,000%. No! Oh, no! Oh,
0: God. That's ridiculous. And how much has tuition risen from 2006 to 2016?
1: Is it also 1,000%? No way. No. Yeah, much. Is it lower than that? Yes. Thank God. Um, I'm going to say it's doubled.
0: It has risen 63%.
1: Okay, so that's not quite double, but that's still a lot. That is a lot in 10 10 years. years. Over 10 years.
0: Now, how do textbook cost raises compare in that same time period?
1: They probably went up double 63%. 88%. Dang it. That's, so again, still ridiculous.
0: Yeah, just from 2006 to 2016, textbooks have risen
1: 88% in cost. In 10 years! That's ridiculous! I know we keep saying ridiculous, but come on, think about it. 88% in 10 years for the cost of something. That shouldn't be a thing. Who are the big boys in this industry? In the
0: textbook publishing industry?
1: Yes. Do I have to, like, name brand names? Because I don't know any.
0: Oh, really? Well, you'll recognize them. I'm
1: sure I will. It's like, oh, what's his name? Something Hill. I don't remember. It begins with a G, doesn't it? McGraw Hill. McGraw, that's right. That's the only one that I know, though. That is one of the big boys. Yeah. What are the other big boys? Pearson. Oh, okay. Cengage. I don't know that one. Wiley. I don't know that one.
0: I have a deep familiarity with all of these companies. <laughs> uh-huh. Just because we have studied very different things.
1: Yeah, yeah, you seem to have like a lot more of a volatile hand in this than I do. Me with my like gouaches and whatnot.
0: These four companies control more than 80% of the market. Oh, God. And this is true not only in universities and colleges, but K-12 as well. Really? Oh, oh, yeah. Do you remember, like, opening up a textbook and having it say McGraw-Hill? We had so many McGraw-Hills. Exactly. Oh, geez. And major publishers, quote, tend to avoid publishing books in subject areas where their competitors have found success. And what ends up happening is this limits professor's options for what to assign.
1: Uh just like choking the market.
0: Even worse, how do online access codes raise costs?
1: Oh great. Have you had to deal with this? Yes. And if you think about it, it shouldn't cost as much for an online key because you're not online. Yeah, you're not getting the physical copy. The physical copy uses paper and cardboard and whatnot, which costs money to print on. It shouldn't cost as much for an online key.
0: Well, here's the thing about that. There's a couple of reasons why they continue to cost as much as they do. Oh, wait. Can
1: I take a guess? Yes. I think, like, the websites that they're being used on, if that makes sense, Uh websites they're going through charge a fee to the textbook companies.
0: That is one of the costs. Okay. Um, Other associated costs for online textbooks are... I don't know if you're aware of this, but a lot of online textbooks also provide homework that you do online that your professors grade within the service. Oh, yeah. That's a service. There's also supplemental videos and all kinds of supplemental study materials. And so you're paying not only for access to the textbook, but to course materials. And I have definitely had the experience multiple times of only being able to do the homework in the
1: program. Wow. I'm mean, right. okay. I guess if you factor in all of like the quote-unquote bonus material you you get from an online textbook, I guess it makes sense, but it still shouldn't be a thing. Right, because there's more to it than just that. Like that
0: makes it sound good and well and understandable. However, access codes continue to raise costs because students can't resell the book because it's if act- you If you buy a physical book that comes with an access code, then selling the physical book doesn't work because that student is going to need the access code and the access code only works once.
1: Oh, God.
0: Forcing every student to buy their own access code. That's
1: such a waste of... Okay, so they don't have to buy the textbook with it? They just have to buy the access code?
0: Oftentimes, you have to buy the textbook because That's it comes with the access
1: code. That's such a waste of paper. Right. Just using the textbooks and just sell the access code. And you
0: oftentimes lose access to the actual book. So if you have an access code and you don't buy the physical book with it, you're only using the online book, you a lot of times lose access to that after six months or a year. So you're paying all this money for the textbook, but you can't even hold on to it forever like you could you're with other textbooks.
1: All this money for a six-month trial. Yes. That's so stupid. I was about to say the bad word again.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's terrible. It is awful. Oh, I really hate it. Right. Capitalism at its
0: worst. There I mean there are services where you can pay additional fees to have indefinite access but okay.
1: like but am I really going to want before? oh am I really going to want though like McGraw fourth grade learning when I'm 72 years old like no
0: but you might want to hold on to your juvenile delinquency textbook when you're in college Touche right not that I have any experience with that.
1: <laughs> That's not what I'm saying, though. You know, I will it?
0: say on the cover of that textbook, there's like a there's like an adolescent boy and a skateboard.
1: Oh, of course, it's always the skateboarder. It's always the
0: skateboarder. <laughs> <laughs> like when and I bought that
1: book, I died laughing. Delinquents do other things, other like that are not skateboarding. You know,
0: right? I skateboard. Am You're I del- a delinquent? Yes. That's probably true.
1: <laughs> You're like the adult version of a delinquent. So how, I'm just a criminal. How different are a delinquent and an activist? They're, well, they're both doing things that the man doesn't want.
0: Yes. I'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> how do adjunct professors play into this problem?
1: I don't know, because it seems like they shouldn't be. I can't think of a reason that they should. Unless they're like the ones writing the book.
0: I am not hating on on adjunct professors. This is not their fault. But some of what they're doing is perpetuating this problem. Colleges are always trying to cut costs. So traditionally, you would mostly have full-time professors and a few adjuncts to make up for the rest. mm. However, colleges and universities have been making the move toward only hiring adjunct professors because they can pay them a lot less. Uh, They get no benefits. They're paid a lot less. They are often graduate students, but not always.
1: That really sucks.
0: Right. And because of this, they are usually underpaid and don't usually find out even if they're teaching or what they're teaching until a few weeks before the start of a semester.
1: Oh, God, so they get, like, no time to
0: prepare. Right. They have basically no time to prepare. And because of this, they can resort to using the online access codes because the whole class is there. They're required to do homework in one place, and it saves them so much time on grading and curriculum development because the syllabus has already essentially been created. Oh, So you can't be mad at the adjunct professors, but they're being forced by the publishers to perpetuate this.
1: Are they being forced by the publishers or the colleges that are hiring them in bulk and only giving them a few weeks to prepare? Both. Okay. I see this
0: as a multifaceted issue.
1: It does appear to be that way, yeah. Right. Would you like to hear a story about answer that I have? When I was maybe like seven or eight years old, this is when I lived in... I mean, only Rachel will understand this, but it was when I lived in the Heights section. Mm. I had, like, this little pink garbage can in my room that I didn't realize I had to put, like, a plastic bag in when you have to throw stuff out. Yeah. So I, much like our advertisement warns about, had a lollipop. oh I had it, didn't like it. It was probably, like, grape or something, which is, like, the worst flavor, obviously. So Obviously. Oh. And, you know, didn't have anything to really throw out for a little while. So cut to, like, maybe a week or two later, I go to throw something out again and, like, hear rattling in the garbage can. Oh, no. That's bizarre. So I pull it out from, it was under my desk at the time, and, like, I give it one good, like, shake. And a bunch of ants, I think they're carpenter ants, just start, like, pouring out of it. I hate it. look on your face right now (laughs) and like obviously I scream and so my mom figures the best solution for the time is to like just take the bucket outside and like I'm like sitting and freaking out thinking I did something wrong and my older brother like comes up to me and I, I tell him what's wrong he's like that's okay the answer aren't that bad and he, like, goes up to the bucket and, like, just starts, like, banging it on the ground. And, like, the ants are freaking out. And he's, like, looking at me freaking out. See, so like, see, it's not that bad. <laughs> and, you know what? Little me just said, yeah, a bunch of ants poured out of a bucket like it's the gates of hell. <laughs> it's not that bad. So That's I, such a big brother thing to do. <laughs> I sit outside. I, like, play with the ants banging on the bucket making them move <laughs> for, like, two hours. <laughs>
0: I love that because as horrified as I am by ants, I'm also very, very interested in them. And so we heard some bits and pieces of my own carpenter ant nightmare.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was also about eight years old. Oh, the truth finally cometh out.
0: I was about eight years old and... We had had some ants before, but it was never very serious. There was one time when um, my cats were still kittens at this time, and my mom was cleaning out their litter box and the food was nearby, and she's like, hey, come over here, and I'm like, okay. And And she handed me, like, a little paper plate that had their food on it that morning, I guess, and she's like, here, throw this out, and I'm like, oh, okay. I get halfway across the room to the garbage can when I notice that the paper plate was covered in ant.
1: I still,
0: to this day, don't understand why she thought that would be a good idea. I froze where I was and I start screaming. Did your mom know that the... the Yes! (laughs) Really? That's why she had me do it, because she didn't want to do it. (laughs) And so, cut to the real incident. At the same time period, we get home from wherever we were one evening. All was well. Everybody was in a great mood. We're downstairs, and I see this dark mass on the wall. And I'm like, what's that? And then... (laughs) And then I see it moving, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I just, I get my parents' attention, and all I can do is point. But I was eight years old, not one and a half. So they were like, oh, my God, use your words. Yeah. And they didn't see it at first. I still don't understand how they didn't see it, but eventually they see it, and it was a swarm of flying carpenter ants. Oh no, the armada. That had dug a hole into your house. You can still see the little holes inside the house where they're coming through. Next
1: time I come to your house, please show it to me. I would love to see it.
0: It was a nightmare. I can certainly imagine. Absolute nightmare. Oh I'm like freaking out. My mom takes me upstairs while my dad like sprays raid and vacuums and like he put the vacuum hose up to the hole and they just kept coming. Oh, out. oh no.
1: They just kept coming out <laughs> through the holes in the wall. This is like a portal to another dimension, and that dimension is just ants.
0: And these ants could fly. Oh my god. So they made their way, I don't think you remember this, but we used to have a standing lamp that was like retro, and it was really cool.
1: I remember that.
0: The ants had also started to make their way into this lamp. Oh. My parents literally just took it outside and threw it out.
1: Oh my god.
0: So... I think that about does it for this episode of Research Rebuttal Podcast.
1: Oh, what a wonderfully horrifying episode that was.
0: You can email us topic suggestions at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com. You can find more episodes wherever you find Research Rebuttal Podcast, be it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, wherever you're listening to this right now even. Will work, probably. You can tag us or find us, follow us, please, at Research Rebuttal Podcast on Facebook and Instagram or Research Rebut with two T's on Twitter. and uh, leave us a review. It helps our algorithm. Yeah. Thanks for listening.
1: Goodbye.